Listening to the Locked On Broncos podcast, hosted by Cody Rourke, your daily Broncos podcast. The Denver Broncos offensive line is the focus of today's season in review, taking a look back at the position, all the players who contributed in 2020, and also projecting how they may contribute in 2021, plus some news on the Von Miller situation as it relates to the Parker Police Department investigation altogether on today's brand new episode of Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Lockdown NFL Network, your team every day. I'm your host, as always, from the South Stance to the end zone. I'm Cody Rourke, Senior NFL Analyst at Pro Football Network and Denver Broncos Insider for the Locked On NFL Network. You guys can follow me on social media, on Twitter, at Cody Rourke NFL. You guys can follow the podcast at Lockdown Broncos. You can also like us on Facebook if you are on there as well. And if you're a brand new listener of the show here today, just want to say welcome into Lockdown Broncos. We have daily exclusive Broncos news, content, and coverage here on the podcast all year long. So if you love the show, make sure you hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and our good friends over there at Spotify. To start off today's episode of the show, a little bit of an update on the Broncos situation as it pertains to the ongoing investigation against star pass rusher Von Miller as it pertains to the Parker Police Department. The Parker Police Department submitted their results of their investigation into the allegations that were made against Von Miller to the 18th Judicial District District Attorney. And per a DA spokeswoman, this is all according to Mike Kliss of 9 News Denver, a charging decision has not been made and there is no filed case and no more information is available at this time. So the Parker Police Department, they went through all of the investigation pieces. They submitted their case, whatever it may have been, if anything at all, to the DA's office. They are going to review and they're going to determine whether or not any charges should be filed. And and that, I mean, there, it could go either way. I mean, depending on the results of the investigation altogether, what the DA decides, they could decide if there's substantial evidence against Von Miller regarding some of the allegations towards him. Not sure what the allegations are at this point in time. That's also up in the air. They could charge him or they may not charge him at all. So this is going to be something we're going to keep our eye on over the, you know, the next couple of weeks here or until more information is made available. We'll talk about it here on Locked On Broncos as the Broncos ultimately await their decision on the club option regarding Miller. And I believe they have until March 15th to be able to do so before that club option kicks in. And there is a chance that if the Broncos don't exercise that option, he will become an unrestricted free agent and he could potentially go elsewhere. But obviously, as we talked about with Ian Rappaport last week here on the podcast, is that the Broncos, they want Von Miller back. Von Miller wants to be back, and he may be willing to take a pay cut. I mean, certainly possible, because at this point of his career, it may not be about money. It may be about where he finishes his NFL career, and I know Denver would like to keep him. However, the results of the investigation and what comes from that are going to be very important. And right now, the Broncos probably have more information as to the results, the outcome of that investigation than any of us in the media do because of the fact that they have to make some of these financial decisions coming up here in the next three or four weeks altogether. So that's going to be something we're going to continue to monitor here on Locked On Broncos. But with that said, folks, let's get into our topic of discussion here today, our year in review series where every single Wednesday we take a look at a specific position. We take a look at all those players at that position in general and how they contributed in 2020. We review their year. We discuss the pros and cons of their seasons, where they could grow, and we also take a little bit of a look ahead as to how they project for the 2021 season as well. So starting things off, 
We're going to start things off with the starters on the Broncos offensive line, starting off with left tackle Garrett Bowles, who had one of the most impressive turnarounds altogether. And a lot of questions coming into 2020 were whether or not the Broncos were going to extend him. In the offseason, they had declined his fifth-year option. That put a lot of pressure on him that you have to perform or else you're not going to be a Bronco after 2020. Well, you know what he did? He came out and he performed. And I tell you what, his technical standpoint from the tackle position, he's actually going to be the next subject of our film review on the Cody Work NFL on the YouTube channel. Just watch Watching his improved footwork, his hand placement, uh, his communication. He and Dalton Reisner really were effective on the outside for the Broncos. And the interior of the offensive line is a little bit of a different story there. But he started 15 games. He would have started all 16, but obviously due to the COVID protocols, he experienced some food poisoning against the Carolina Panthers. The NFL forced him to sit out so he could not play in that game. Calvin Anderson got the start, but his massive improvement was documented. The Broncos saw that. They rewarded him with a four-year contract extension and well-deserved for Garrett who shook off a lot of criticism from the media from fans he just put his head down he grinded through it and he worked and everything paid off for him as well so the Broncos don't have to worry about left tackle for quite some time now now shifting our focus to his counterpart to the right side of him he is the left guard Dalton Reisner who played in 16 games for the Broncos in 2020 entering his second season now for Reisner there was a lot of criticism I think from fans and from media that he wasn't playing really well but when you go back and you watch the film, a lot of the issues that the Broncos had that also could have affected Dalton Reisner is just simple miscommunication on the interior of the offensive line. The outside communication between he and uh, Garrett Bowles was really good, really consistent, but when it came to the interior with Lloyd Cushingberry, Graham Glasgow, uh, obviously at center and right guard there, that became an issue for Denver, and a lot of people had just put it on Dalton Reiser that the Broncos you know, were struggling because of him and that he was struggling. There were some things, obviously, he had to improve on, but he battled through injuries. He was consistent, and the film showed that there were a lot of issues the Broncos have to work on this offseason with their communication as an offensive line and hole. That's something that Reisner himself has even talked about. But now focusing on the next person on the Broncos' offensive line, that is center Lloyd Cushingberry. He had an up-and-down rookie season, but he improved every single week. He played and started in all 16 games games for the Broncos and a lot of teams tried to attack him on the interior a gap and a lot of the mistakes that he made simply were staying on a block for too long when there was a stunt not communicating not being able to see the other guy coming across the line you know defensive tackles up in a zero tech slant and then they'd blitz a backer inside the a gap just being able to pick up those blitzes a lot quicker I think are going to be absolutely imperative for him to be able to improve going into his second year with Mike Munchak these are mistakes that I feel like he can fix in 2021. Now with Graham Glasgow at right guard, he you know started in 13 games for the Broncos. He just dealt with a variety of different you know injuries to the ankle, to the foot, to the shin, and that was just something that hindered him. Now when he was healthy, when he was playing, I thought he did really well for the Broncos. I thought the Broncos actually had some good rhythm, but obviously consistency is the key, and he's going to have to play more games in 2021. We'll talk about the projections coming up here in a little bit. And then at right tackle, Elijah Wilkinson started the season at right tackle. He ended the season at right tackle. He played in nine games. He started in seven. He had injuries, and he he struggled in pass protection, but he was a better run blocker for the Broncos altogether, which is why he got to start down the stretch ultimately towards the end of the 2020 NFL season. But Broncos country, coming up here in just a moment, we're going to continue our emphasis and our analysis on the Broncos offensive line year review. We're going to take a look at the backup guys, guys who played a role for the Broncos in 2020. But before we do that, i got to tell you guys about the sponsor of today's episode, Lockdown Broncos, our good friends over there, Bet Online. Dot AG. And BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action 
And football may be over, but the NBA, college basketball, the NHL, they're all in full swing. And BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time, updated odds, and props on almost anything that you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Be sure to use promo code LOCKEDON to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit today. Now we're going to get into our discussion on the Broncos' backup rotational players that played a role for them in the 2020 NFL season. After we get into all that, we're actually going to go through each player once again, starters, backup, rotational guys, and we're going to talk about how we project them for 2021. But first and foremost, let's start things off here with the Broncos' veteran addition that they made last year in the offseason. DeMar Dotson, he came over from Tampa Bay, spent his whole career there came to Denver in training camp and was consistently getting reps with the second team and the third team, not really getting a lot of first-team reps altogether. This was obviously something the Broncos had to do after Juwan James had opted out of the 2020 NFL season due to COVID concerns. Right now, it's unsure whether or not uh, he's going to even opt out of 2021. It's certainly possible. We'll get to him in a little bit. But uh, in terms of DeMar Dotson, he played in eight games. He had eight starts altogether for the Broncos. And one of the things that I saw, too, and I was actually kind of skeptical at first because leading up into you know to his first start, you know just the the things that I saw on film from his time at Tampa, I just said, look, he, he doesn't seem that agile. He he seems kind of slow footed. How's that going to help the Broncos, right? Because they're going to play a lot of speed rushers altogether, especially in the AFC West. But in the NFL, they're going to play some really good pass rushers in 2020. So my biggest dilemma was how are they going to account against this speed rush? Well, you know, I I think Demar Dotson actually did a really damn good job for the Broncos when it came to the pass protection department. He's a guy that didn't give up a lot of pressures. You know, there were a couple times he got lucky on a couple of instances where a quarterback, uh, you know, could have gotten hit, but he adjusted. He had a tight cushion. He pushed guys out of the way. That was something that stood out to me when going back and watching some of these games here. I was really puzzled when the Broncos decided to bench him for Elijah Wilkinson. And Vic Fangio had mentioned in one of his press conferences, probably through the midway point of the season, or you know, once Elijah Wilkinson started again, is that they believed that Elijah Wilkinson was a better run blocker for the Broncos. But it didn't make too much sense to me because of the fact that the Broncos were airing it out. They were passing the ball a lot. The run game wasn't getting going as consistently as it probably should have been. And I think that maybe them starting Wilkinson was kind of an attempt to try to get them to run the ball a lot more. Uh, but outside of that, we didn't see too much growth for the Broncos in the run department. They really struggled. Phil Lindsay obviously battled through some injuries, knee injuries. Uh, Melvin Gordon obviously was you know a guy there too. But the Broncos' outside runs really were created by some of those power concepts with the guard poles, with uh, Graham Glasgow, Natani Muti, Dalton Reisner, and even Garrett Bowles' tackle poles all the way to the opposite side of the field. We saw success. Even, heck, Lloyd Cushingberry pulling sometimes helped out. But to me, it was really a surprise as to why DeMar Dotson, who started and played well for the Broncos as a pass protection guy, didn't get the opportunity down the stretch for Denver. I don't think he's going to be back in Denver in 2021. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. But uh, outside of that, the one area where I saw him struggle was with that agility. I think his lack of agility to really get to the next level I think that impacted him, especially when the Broncos would run some of those screen plays. I believe there was a play that Noah Fant had against the Kansas City Chiefs that if maybe if DeMar Dotson gets to Tyron Matthew or gets up there quick enough, maybe Noah Fant's going to be you know running in for a touchdown. Maybe Noah Fant should have cut in rather than trying to stick it to the outside. I mean, you can you can make all these questions, you can make all these statements and observations based on what we saw in the film, but but for me, it seemed like his lack of ability to get out to the next level 
was something that impacted him uh, negatively in more ways than one. So obviously keep an eye on that. In terms of DeMar Dotson, like I mentioned, don't think he's going to be back in 2021. But now let's focus on the subject of another offensive tackle here. That's Calvin Anderson, who I'm supposed to have here on the podcast, supposed to sit down with him this evening, and hopefully we can have the interview up for you guys tomorrow or Friday. Uh, Like I said, Calvin is on his way trying to get out of Texas, trying to get back here to Colorado. So we're going to accommodate his schedule. Looking forward to talking with him uh, about his promising potential, especially on this offensive line here. But he appeared in 16 games. He was always available, always on the active roster for the Broncos. He started two games. He started the first Raiders game with the Broncos. They traveled to Las Vegas. And then he also started the Carolina Panthers game because Garrett Bowles ended up getting food poisoning. Now, the Raiders game, he started at right tackle. The Panthers game, he started at left tackle. And so that's going to be a question I ask him, you know, really how different, what kind of adjustments do you have to make as a player when you go from playing right tackle at one point to playing a left tackle, you know, what, what changes for you philosophically and even fundamentally? That's going to be something I'm going to ask him about. Uh, but one thing I noticed from him in the two starts that he had, and look, there weren't a lot of uh, mistakes in, in his game that I saw. And maybe the two-game sample size isn't enough to really determine the true pros, the cons, strengths, weaknesses of him. But one thing that stood out to me, his agility. He's very strong, too, and, and there was a screenplay that the Broncos ran to Troy Fumagalli, or it was Nick Vanette, one of those two tight ends, and he absolutely just crushed one of the outside guys. I don't know if it was a safety or an outside linebacker for the Panthers, but he latched onto him and just buried him. I mean, he is a very physical player, I mean, I also think that his agility, his ability to be able to move outward, especially against the rush that gets to the outside, he's good with his lateral step, uh, his bucket step, and obviously there's the clip at training camp where the Broncos defense, they executed a twist stunt against him he crashed down the guy that was twisting on the inside and then he reverse pivoted backwards to get the guy that was coming from the inside to the outside it was a very impressive play uh, so obviously looking forward to seeing what Calvin Anderson can offer to the Broncos and it is interesting to note that even in 2019 Mike Munchak and the Broncos offense they kept him on the 53-man roster he's kind of a stash away guy that internally from what I've been told the Broncos view him as one of those candidates who could potentially play and start at right tackle this year for Denver so So keep an eye on that. Keep an eye on Calvin Anderson. I think he has all the tools to be able to do it. I think a lot depends on Juwan James' situation altogether. But if he opts out, I think the immediate favorite for the Broncos is going to be Calvin Anderson. And if Elijah Wilkinson is back in Denver in 2021, then there's going to be a competition at training camp between those two players there. So that's going to be exciting to see as well. We'll obviously talk with Calvin about all of that. Plus his journey obviously being very close with Garrett Bowles. Can't wait to uh, have that interview with him there. But now moving on to our next rotational player, Austin Schlotman. I tell you what, folks, you know, going back to the 2019 season when Drew Locke in those final five games, Austin Schlotman had, was very raw. He was very raw physically. He was one of those guys that I felt like needed to put on more weight uh, or to get stronger in the weight room in order to be able to handle some of the internal pass rush that he'd be facing. And I tell you what, he really came in in training camp and he impressed the Broncos coaching staff in a big way. He was viewed as this rotational guy, this hybrid guy who could play center. He could play guard, and they had to use him several times at both positions to step up, especially in training camp. He got a time at center. He rotated with Lloyd Cushenberry. Cushenberry obviously got the start in the regular season, and then the Broncos on the offensive line at the guard position they, when they needed a guy to fill in when Graham Glasgow got hurt, a lot of it was, in fact, Austin Schlotman stepping in. And I think that Austin Schlotman took massive steps in his game to improve fundamentally. I feel like he did get stronger. When you take a look at Philip Lindsay's 55-yard touchdown run against the Los Angeles Chargers in that first game where the Broncos came back from a 21-point deficit in the fourth quarter to win that one 31-30, 
Philip Lindsay's run was really kind of sprung open by Schlotman, who pulled from the right side to the left side. He kicked out a guy just enough for Phil to get skinny, and Philip Lindsay obviously did the rest, broke several more tackles. So I think he's a solid backup. I think he's a developmental guy, and you can never have enough offensive linemen if you're the Broncos. And I'm really excited to see what Mike Munchak can maybe do with him again. But it doesn't hurt to have depth pieces. We'll talk about his projected role in 2021 here in just a little bit. Then our final guy that we're going to discuss here that was a rotational guy for the Broncos, a guy I'm super excited about potentially for the future. And if you're a Broncos fan, I know you're excited because of what we were able to see in the limited sample size in 2020. That's Natani Muti. And obviously he was a third round. The Broncos had a third round grade on him in the NFL draft the year prior. And ideally the, the plan was to have a red shirt season, but the Broncos, they had to move some guys in, you know, Graham Glasgow wasn't hundred percent healthy. So Denver, they actually started him against the Carolina Panthers. And he also played in several other games. He played in the Raiders game down the stretch as well. But in that start against the Carolina Panthers, where the Broncos, they started Calvin Anderson at left tackle. They started Natani Muti at right guard. We saw Natani Muti absolutely maul the opposing defenders, getting to the next level, burying guys, kicking them out on guard power, guard counter, just these zone power schemes that Denver runs offensively. And he was looking really good at doing it. And he's also agile for his size, which I think bodes well for him and maybe how the Broncos can use him. And I also want to pinpoint, too, I'll talk about kind of maybe how he fits into the Broncos' plans in 2021, especially at the right guard position, potentially in the next year or so. But I'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But before we continue that conversation, we get into the discussion as to what role these players will play in 2021. I got to tell you guys about the other sponsor of today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. That is our good friends over there at Built Bar. You guys hear me talk about Built Bar almost every day here on the podcast, the best tasting protein bar that is out there. I've tried a lot of protein bars in the past, and I tell you what, it's like biting into cardboard with those other ones. But with Built Bar, it's something different. It tastes legitimately like a candy bar, and when you bite into it, it's soft and it's easy to chew. That was something that was instantly appealing to me. And not only that, the bars are covered in 100% chocolate, folks, and they have 18 amazing flavors that can help you divulge in having a delicious treat while also still staying healthy because the bars, they are healthy for you. They're great for those who are health conscious. They help you lose or maintain weight, like I said, while also indulging in a delicious treat because the bars, they're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and they're high in fiber, folks. And if you're on the keto diet, it's great for that as well but the flavors that i love the most caramel brownie peanut butter brownie salted caramel and double chocolate and the peanut butter crisp are some of my favorites they're my go-to's whenever i need a little bit of a boost in the afternoon to get out of the morning funk of the day-to-day grind folks and built bar is fantastic and i want you guys to have the experience of tasting built bar as well by going to builtbar.com and using promo code locked on that's one word locked on You'll get 20% off your next order when you use that. Use promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Jumping into the fourth quarter of today's episode, Lockdown Broncos and your favorite podcast provider, folks, going through and projecting the outlook for these players in 2021. We went through all the backups, went through the starters, how they did in 2020, but now what lies ahead is NFL free agency, the NFL draft, and hopefully some semblance of uh, OTAs. Players being able to have a chance to prepare fully. There are going to be preseason games this year, which I think is going to be great. What is the training camp contact schedule going to look like? I mean, all these things are still up in the air on the NFL, the NFL PA side of things. And we know that trench warfare is really fun, and that's where the offensive line gets nitty and gritty here. But let's start off with the, the list here with Garrett Bowles. Our projection for him in 2021 look 
getting a contract extension, being able to prove to the organization that you were valuable. You were one of the top tackles in all of football last year. A phenomenal turnaround from him last year. But now, look, you just can't be satisfied with turning around, getting the extension. You've got to come into 2021. You've just got to keep grinding, keep doing what you've been doing, keep stacking on those performances, and be a lot more consistent. I think that really for him, if he can have two back-to-back seasons where he plays at an all-pro level, it shows the evolution of him. It also shows what Mike Munchak has done with him. I imagine that projected right now. I mean, Garrett obviously was an all-pro selection, didn't get selected for the Pro Bowl this year, which goes to show it's a popularity contest. Uh, But outside of that, Garrett, I expect him to build on the season. I expect him to to get another consideration for all-pro in 2021. That's what I'm going to project for him. It's a little bit of an early projection, but based on if he continues to play at the trend of which he was playing in 2020, he's going to do the same thing in 2021. Now for Dalton Reisner, he, you know, I think that for him, he's going to come into the season fully healthy. I think he's going to come in fully prepared. And I think that really this is going to be a big year for Reisner in his third season in Denver. You know, we talk about the Mike Munchak effect so much. We've seen what his coaching and, and his philosophy, what it's been able to do for guys like Garrett Bowles and, and other players. But Don Reisner will even tell you that how much he values how Coach Munchak coaches him. He, he talks to him, he treats him like a man, and, and he doesn't hold back, and he appreciates that, and he helps them get better. I imagine that a lot of Dalton Reisner's success in 2021 will come with continued growth, I think, across the entire Broncos offensive line. It's what I was trying to get out there. You know, a little bit of tongue-tied there, folks. But what I mean by that is Lloyd Cushenberry, I think, is going to be better to start off the season, his sophomore season in the NFL, which is going to ease a little bit of that pressure that I think that Dalton Reisner and Graham Glasgow had because those guys had to help out Lloyd Cushenberry through the first half of last season, especially with some of the communication issues that the Broncos had. I expect all those guys to be on the same page in their own regard there. So I imagine it's going to be a pretty big year for Dalton Reisner, a big reason why the Broncos really view him highly. Last year, there was a report that came out the Broncos view him as a guy who could be an all-pro player for the next 10 seasons for them. And I think for Broncos country, that's something that they're absolutely hoping to see from Reisner. Now shifting our focus to Lloyd Cushenberry entering his second season. What type of growth can he demonstrate? I think the biggest thing for him, I think he has to work a little bit on his footwork. That was one area that kind of stood out to me because there was times, look, I think he's very strong. There were times where he makes contact, he gets his hand on the inside frame of a pass rusher, and then his feet stop. And that defensive pass rusher is still going. So that's where we see him get turned. It's where we see a free inside track you know, to the quarterback. That didn't help out Drew Locke in 2020. I mean, certainly I think the offensive line on the interior was an issue for Drew and some of his struggles at quarterback. When you have Grady Jarrett in your lap you know, a couple seconds before you, you know, right after you snap the ball, I mean, it's not a good thing, especially when it's coming through on a clean pocket. And you know, the way that teams had schemed against Denver, place a defensive tackle in a zero technique, head up on the center, slant him, blitz the inside linebacker, or the vacated gap. That's where we saw a lot of teams get pressure on the interior against the Broncos. And and so I think that being on film, teams are going to refer to that. They're going to go back. They're going to try to do the same thing. So for Lloyd Cushenberry, improving communication, improving his eye-hand coordination in a sense, being able to say, you know, being able to block down one guy, keep his eyes on, you know, the next level, looking for a near threat inside the nearest zone that he's got, and being able to step and replace and obviously pass protection there. You know, there were times where it got better. You know, I was thinking coming into the Miami Dolphins game with that amoeba defense, they would struggle, but... Devers' offensive line as a whole actually played really well. So uh, looking forward to seeing the continued growth for Lloyd Cushenberry. I think he's going to have a season where uh, we're going to see that next step from him. And a lot of that's going to be with Mike Munchek. And just the continuity on the offensive line, I think having that there is going to help. 
Who knows what the quarterback situation is going to look like, though? That's also could be, you know could be something that affects him because your quarterback center relationship that is so important, so essential for your success from play to play on the football field. Graham Glasgow, you know, kind of for me, the one thing I would hope to see from Graham in 2021, uh, just to stay healthy. And look, injuries are very hard to avoid, and I really attest a lot of the injuries that many players, not just the Broncos, but players all around the NFL, sustained in 2020 was due to the fact that there was not an adequate offseason training program. There was not the strength and conditioning approach, the OTAs. I felt like that would have been very valuable, especially when you're coming into a new offensive scheme. I imagine there's more comfort and more comfortability altogether in learning the playbook, knowing the playbook, knowing the concepts, and also I think being able to get stronger. I think for Graham Glasgow, that will help him tremendously as he enters his second season as a Bronco but if he can't stay healthy, there's obviously going to be some concerns, and the Broncos could look to rotate some guys at the position if he does you know, get injured at any point in 2021. Right tackle's up in the air right now. I mean, I, I think Juwan James, if he opts out of the season, you know, obviously it's going to be something that we, we try to figure out how do the Broncos address, how do the Broncos move on from that. Uh, really eager to see what that's going to look like because a lot of his teammates even said that he's got to come back in. He's got to earn the trust of his teammates back, which I think that says more than anything. So, is the locker room willing to welcome Juwan James back? And if they are, look, I think he's going to be the starter because he costs too much money. Uh, and outside of that, I think that if you cut him, it's going to cost too much money in terms of dead cap that you don't want that impact. So you're going to live with him playing this year. And if he gets hurt or he can't stay healthy, then look, you have other guys there. Like I mentioned earlier, if Elijah Wilkinson comes back to Denver, if they can work on a new deal there. And Calvin Anderson, those guys will compete at training camp if Juwan James is no longer in the fray for the Broncos. If he opts out or if he gets injured at some point, you're going to have those guys stepping up to compete. Uh, like I said, I think Calvin Anderson's the favorite there, but right tackle is definitely a big concern for me for the Broncos. Probably the biggest concern outside of cornerback, and everyone's talking quarterback. I'm not as concerned about quarterback right now as I am right tackle and what it means for the Broncos next season. Calvin Anderson, like I said, I expect him to be one of those guys that's going to push some of the offensive linemen, some of the potential starters in training camp. I really believe he's going to be in a position to compete for a starting job. And for him, I mean, having the ability to, to be on the roster two years in a row, being able to be active, being able to compete in practice every single day. When you look at Juwan James, who hasn't done that, I think that there's a legitimate chance that Calvin Anderson could be the Broncos starting right tackle in 2021. Now it depends on what they do as, you know, free agency or the NFL draft. Do they even release Juwan James? I don't think they do that because, like I mentioned, cap hell is not something you want to be in, especially when the salary cap is a lot lower this year in comparison to years prior around the National Football League due to the COVID pandemic. Austin Schlotman, my role for him kind of stays the same. He's going to be one of those valuable rotational guys. I don't think he's really an NFL starter, but if a guy goes down, you you got a guy who knows the system. you got a guy who's comfortable with the system. you got a guy who could play more than one position. It's going to bode well for his chances, I think, to stay on the roster, and I think that's going to be what Schlotman does in 2020. And Natani Muti, I think this is where the health of Graham Glasgow really comes into the fray here. Uh, you know, if Graham Glasgow, you know, is injured or something can't, you know, he just can't stay on the field, something comes up, whatever it may be, something that could absolutely possibly happen. I think Natani Muti is going to have a chance to come in and take a lot of those reps there. Now, in training camp, I think going into the season, Graham Glasgow is the starter. You know, I think his contract as well when the Broncos signed with him, you can't get out of that. So maybe after 2021, you can, if in fact you're not happy with where you're at with Graham Glasgow which I don't think the Broncos is going to be at that point. I think that really for Glasgow, like I said, injuries derailed the, the overall impact of his season, what he can do. And I think that if he's healthy, if he's stronger coming into 2021, it's going to be his position. But, you know, it also begs the question, what are the Broncos going to do with Natani Muti, who, in my opinion, are limited sample size. We saw a lot of great stuff out of him. 
I imagine there's going to be a time where we see a lot more of him in the NFL preseason coming up, and that's going to be something I'm looking forward to seeing, looking forward to seeing him at training camp as well. But Broncos coach, eager to hear your thoughts on the Broncos offensive line, how it projects for the 2021 NFL season. What were your assessments on the Broncos offensive line from 2020? Let me know on Twitter, at Cody Rourke NFL. Like I said, supposed to sit down with Calvin Anderson this evening. We're going to have an interview, and hopefully we can get that up tomorrow. And if not, we'll reschedule. We'll hopefully get it up on Friday or whenever we can accommodate Calvin best. But the plan is tonight to be able to record that interview. So stay tuned, Broncos country. If that's the case, you're going to get a lot of action, a lot of insight from Calvin Anderson on tomorrow's episode, Lockdown Broncos or Fridays. But with that said, folks, don't forget, tune in tomorrow's episode, Lockdown Broncos. We're going to continue with our Broncos news and notes, taking a look at some of the top plays from the 2020 NFL season under different categories as well. But with that said, I'm Cody Rourke, host of Lockdown Broncos. We'll see you tomorrow for a brand new episode of the show.